Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. All right. So we are starting a new series today. We, 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 we've been in the last series for 11 weeks. A wonderful time. I, I learned a lot studying. I hope you learned a lot. I had quite a few reports during those 11 weeks of, of some things that people really got a hold of. So that's awesome. Uh, but today we're starting a new series titled Authentic Faith. Sarah made that for me this, this week, a new uh, slide, stamp of approval, <laughs> Authentic Faith. And really, I, I believe the Lord just dropped this series in me the other day. I was wondering what to do, as I often do after, you know, when I get something kind of planned out for a while, um, as far as what, what we're going to be teaching on and, and what I'm going to be preaching on, I, I, and I get done with that, I'm always like, Lord, now what? <laughs> Amen. Lord, now what do you want me to say? I don't have no preaching calendar, as often many preachers do. I just go by what I feel the Lord is saying to preach. And so I, I endeavor, as I just taught you for the 11 weeks, to be led by the Lord. Uh, to be led. And we talked about being led constantly in that series about finding God's will. Because we will never find all of God's will without being led by the Lord. It's not going to happen. You can be led by this in many different areas of your life, right? This gives us many different ways to know what to do, to know what God said to do. He said, do this. He said, do that. If you don't do that, <laughs> then you don't care what he says, right? But when it comes to like marrying somebody, when it comes to a college choice, right? When it comes to the car you want to buy, I told you many of my stories, right? The house we were going to buy, that the Lord said, no, that's not your house. Well, I can't find that in here. So you got to be led in your life. If you tr the, the Bible says the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So if we really want, the, we really want the will of our Father, we have to be led by Him. And we have to hear from heaven and know what to do. So I endeavor to hear from heaven on what He wants me to teach all the time. And so I believe this, this just dropped in me. I started with one sentence and then I kept going. <laughs> Which is how it usually works. I get one sentence and I start. And then I'm going. And the kids see me sometimes. And there's like, Dad. Sarah looked at me the other day when I was typing. She's like, Dad. Oh. I'm just. Because right? I got to get it down. Because it's coming in. Amen. So I believe this series. We, we, we got to find out if we're off course. Uh, the Lord wants us to know something in this series that it is easy to get off the correct path of faith. That's not what most people think, but that is the truth. I've seen many people get off the correct path of faith. I've seen it ooh, many, 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 many times. I can think of multitudes of people that I've gone, oh boy, here they go. They're going off. Here they go. Bye-bye. And they get off the correct path of faith. 
And, and we're going to be looking at some ways people get off course uh, of faith, right? Our whole life is faith. The just shall live by faith. So we're going to be looking at some ways we get off course, indicators of authentic faith. Right? You, you want authentic, right? <laughs> Authenticity, that's of great importance, isn't it? Authenticity, right? We don't want counterfeit faith just like we don't want any counterfeit money. You ever had some counterfeit money show up all of a sudden because they give you the change at the store and you're like, wait a second. What is this? Boy, I, I managed 7-Elevens for 12 years and, and I tell you, when I, I had to count the money every day for the bank deposit, right? And so, oh man, I'd be, you know, if you've ever counted money for a store, you, you put it in piles of certain denominations and certain amounts. And so you're going through the 20s. Oh, they took another counterfeit. My clerks, you know, be like, oh, man, because I train them on it all the time. Come on. You, you, this is how you check for count. We had the pen. You mark the pen on the bill. It turns yellow. It's good. It's black. It's bad. You know, we had all these things to test for. We got counterfeits quite often. Just think. Two stores. We managed two stores for 12 years. We got counterfeits. I had a stack of counterfeits. Two stores. You imagine how many counterfeits are out there? Ooh, a lot of counterfeit money. Well, we don't want counterfeit money in our pockets, right? No, no, no. In fact, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a felony. You start spending counterfeit money. I know some people have actually spent counterfeit money by mistake. They didn't even know. They, in their, uh, they, they give them the money and the clerk says, this is not real. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> it's not real? <laughs> well, we want authenticity of faith, Right? I tell you what, we aren't going to heaven without genuine faith. No, we need to know if we have authentic faith. And we must judge ourselves, right? Paul said, judge yourself lest you be judged. That's quite a scripture right there, isn't it? <laughs> judge yourself lest you be judged. Ooh. So really in this series, I think we're going to be judging ourselves a lot. To see if we have authentic faith. We can easily get off the correct path of faith, right? It's like an airplane. The pilot is charting his course from Portland to Miami. And if he doesn't, if he gets off just a few degrees, guess what? He's not going to Miami. <laughs> well, from, you know, I guess you know, he can't really do a map. I should, I should could have put a map up. That'd be cool. But so if you, well, I can't do it because you're backwards to me. But let's just say, let's just say PDX to Florida, right? And if he's off just a few degrees, right? Here's Florida, here's Portland. He's going to end up here. Or depending how far he's off, who knows, right? He's not going to be landing in Miami. Landing. He's not going to land in Miami if he's off, of, off a few degrees. Well, guess what? The devil loves to get us off our correct course. He's always trying to detour us. Come on. He's trying to take us down the wrong path all the time. And, and, and we live in a world of falseness. Lies abound everywhere we go, right? Much of what we hear daily, not true. <laughs> Much of what we read daily, not true. Hello? 
we could go down that rabbit trail, right? Much of what we see here, read, is not even true. Lies abound. People think, people that we think are trustworthy, right? We think they're trustworthy. We put our faith in them and all of a sudden we turn, they turn out to be fakes. And you're like, wait a second, right? Well, that's the world we live in, a world of falseness. In fact, falseness is a very, very serious problem in this world. Hello? Well, in these last days, I tell you what, we better have authentic faith. We must not believe lies. We must not listen to lies. Most of all, we must not teach lies. I really believe that many people sitting in churches across this globe uh, are not, many of them are not even saved. They don't have authentic faith. Their foundation is off. They base their faith on something that is not true. In fact, my book covers a lot of that. They base their faith on something that is not true. They base their faith on a tradition. They base their faith on what grandma told them. They base their faith on what they heard on TV. <laughs> not that you can't hear truth on TV. It's just difficult. <laughs> I got saved watching TV because I heard a man actually preach the gospel and say, Jesus is Lord, and you need to make Jesus your Lord. You need to get saved. You need to get born again. You need to become a new creation in Christ. The real gospel, not a false gospel. Hello. Well, <laughs> you could ask a lot of people who sit in churches uh, uh, to tell you three scriptures, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Come on now. We must understand what authentic faith is. And if we see we are off course, what do we do? We make the correction, just like the pilot, right? He's like, wait a second. We're going to land in New York City. We're supposed to be going to Miami. Oops, let's make the correction now. Come on now. When we see we have incorrect doctrine, what do we do? We make a correction. Amen. Amen. When we see something, we're like, wait a second, I'm off course. We make the correction. And if we make the course correction, we're going to end up in the right place. Amen. <laughs> Just like the pilot wants to go to Miami. We're going to end up in the right place if we make the corrections that we need to make. Oh boy, we're going to have fun. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, where we have been in youth group for weeks. So all the youth are going to say, Woo, I know these scriptures almost by heart. <laughs> this was, I, was like, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Lord, those scriptures we're doing in youth go right exactly what we're talking. I'm, I'm thinking right now. So there we are. We're starting right there, Hebrews 2. If you haven't heard our youth messages recently, they're on our YouTube channel. You can listen to them. We've been defining salvation for weeks. And uh, under, uh, well, it's under youth group, our playlist, youth group. You can find them all on there. And uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful to hear all the things that have happened when we were saved and what happened to us. And I won't go through them all now because we're on point 27. 
and youth group, and I got three more to cover this Wednesday. So we're going to have 30 points. But let's start here, Hebrews 2. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Does that sound like going off course? Come on now. Verse 2, for if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, did the angels speak some words? Oh, they did, didn't they? They, they? they spoke some words all throughout the Old Testament. They spoke some words to Mary, the mother of Jesus. You're going to have a son and he's going to be the son of God. Right? If the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward... How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? Hallelujah. Now, we're going to just pull out a few ideas out of here, a few thoughts. Notice that we can drift away. Right? That goes contrary to many opinions of Christians. Right? Many Christians would say you can't drift away, yet it's right there in Scripture. <laughs> Many would say once saved, always saved. Ooh, that's, that's a big lie of the devil. One of the biggest lies ever told. No, Scripture is very clear that we have to be sold out to God. The Scripture is very clear we have to love Jesus with all of our being. Uh, well, we could go back to lukewarm, right? Revelation 3, Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I have to spit you out. Right? Scripture is very clear that we need to love God with all of our being. As I say often around here, no one's going to be in heaven that isn't completely allegiant to Jesus. He's not going to have people that are like, you know, Jesus, I kind of like you a little bit. You know, I understand you do some good things for uh, us. No, see, he's not, not going to be there. No, no, no. The only people that are going to be in eternity with us, child, real children of God, have called Jesus Lord from their heart and they belong completely to him and they are completely allegiant to him. That was a weak amen right there. Amen. <laughs> Come on. If you're not completely allegiant to Jesus, mm, mm, mm. no, the truth is we can drift far away from truth. And we're going to cover some of that during the series. I cannot cover it all today, but, you know, it's step by step. But we drift away by not paying attention to truth. We drift away by not doing what we need to do. But when we don't do what we're supposed to do, guess what James says when we don't do what we're supposed to do? We deceive ourselves. Ooh. Deceive ourselves when we don't do what we need to do. Doing what we hear is essential for authentic faith. Otherwise, we are living in deception. Oh, boy. <laughs> Verse 3 says we must not neglect our great salvation. Ooh, I, I like this because, you know, Neglect is one thing, but if you look that up, literally it means make light of. We must not make light of our salvation. Well, most Christians would probably say they are not neglecting their salvation. 
Many Christians have no idea they are neglecting many things of salvation. In fact, I see it all the time. Many Christians ignore God all the time. Completely ignore him. Hello? Completely ignore God. Well, that's not acceptable. No. If we ignore God and what he has said, that is not authentic faith. That is fake faith. Ignoring God is a sign of fake faith. You see where we're going? <laughs> Hebrews 12, 25. We'll just go down here a little bit. I mean, we could cover a lot of different things in here. But we will over the, over the weeks here, however long we go through this. Hebrews 12, 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth. He'd been talking about Moses. Moses spoke for God on earth. Much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Who's that? God. And notice again, we find the word escape that we saw in Hebrews chapter 2. Come on, we can escape the judgment of God. We can. We don't have to be judged with the world. What's necessary for, for escaping judgment? Come on, we listen to God. We hear God. We listen to God. We hear God. And then what do we do? We obey God. That's authentic faith. Hallelujah. Christians have become very, 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 very loose. Many of them do not heed the words of God at all. Oh my, we could go down that road for a long time, right? To many people that call themselves Christians, much of this means nothing. Hello? Much of this is just a storybook. Much of this is just a history book. Whoo! Well, many Christians have no plan on making any changes at all. As we talked in the last series, what, is it, what does it mean to be transformed by the renewing of our minds? That word literally means completely change our minds. When we get saved, there needs to be a complete change of mind. And that's going to take some time, right? I got saved at 19. I'm still changing my mind. You know what I mean, right? I'm renewing my mind with God's word. Still going, oh, wow, okay, God, yep, yep, I see that now. I see that now. I haven't seen it before, but now I see it. And I see it. And what do I do when I see it? I do it. If you see it and you don't do it, mm, come on now. Many, many, many Christians are not listening to the one who speaks from heaven. And, and the scripture says, if we, if we, how are we going to escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Is this heavy or what? Come on. We got to be more serious about obeying God, especially in these last days. We must be more concerned about obeying God than making people happy. Amen. I'll say that again. We must be more concerned about obeying God than making people happy. Amen. <laughs> I tell you what, I learned that a long time ago. 
long time ago, but I really experienced it when I came to this church and people are like, if you don't move my chair, I'll stay in this church and my tithe will stay in the church. If you don't move my chair, I'm like, huh? Huh? And he was a leader in the church. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. Ooh, I've experienced things. I can tell you stories for hours that would blow your mind. I mean, things you, you wouldn't even think could happen. And I got, I got, I got tons of stories. <laughs> no, I'm, we're not supposed to make people happy. We're supposed to obey God. Come on now. I'm happy when you're obeying God, right? John said, I have no greater joy than to see that my children walk in the truth. Walk. You're doing it. You're doing the truth. You're walking in the truth. I got no greater joy. Amen. Then when I see the believers doing the word of God. No, we, we, we got to tell people the truth in love, right? Ephesians 4.15 says, tell the, tell the truth in love. Well, the truth can hurt, right? Ooh, the truth can hurt. What, why? Because we find out we're doing something wrong. We find out we're not on the right course. We got to make a course correction. We're not truly following God, so we need to make a course correction. And the truth comes in from the Word of God. The truth comes in, and we got to make a correction, and it hurts. Okay. Yes, God, I'll do that. Yes, yes, yes. And then you get a smile on, right? Yes, I will do that. Yes, Father. Yes, 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 sir. Amen. Amen. The truth must be accepted to have authentic faith. When I run into people that, that will not accept the truth, I mean, wow. And, and, the, and they say they're Christian. I'm like, wait a second. What? what why? What? It's right here. I give you 10 more scriptures. I give you 10 more. I give you 10 more. But they don't want to hear it. I'm like, huh? You don't want to hear it. <laughs> Come on. You got to accept the truth if you're going to have authentic faith. You got to hear the one who speaks from heaven. Come on. He spoke from heaven. He spoke from heaven. The word of God is inspired by God. Inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. And he spoke from heaven. And if we don't receive the truth, we don't have authentic faith. Ooh, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. John 8, 31, very familiar passage here, John, 30, John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And of course we know 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I mean, that's some power, right? That is, that is power-packed verses right there. But we are not truly disciples of Jesus if his word is not living in us. If we want to be authentic disciples of Jesus, his word better be in here. Amen? He said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Come on. His word authentic Christianity has, that's why I say, you, you talk to some people and you're like, they've been born again 42 years. They can't quote three, three verses of scripture. You're like, wait a second. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples. You're not a disciple. Hello? 
Come on, we got to know the truth for ourselves, right? The truth will make you free. You got to know the truth for, for yourself. I got to know the truth for myself. If I, we're going to have authentic faith, stamped. It's like Sarah's graphic. Stamped, authentic faith, boom. Come on, we are not truly free without knowing the truth. We are just fakers, right? If we aren't pursuing the truth, making changes, making course corrections, we are just fakers. Hello? We must also tell others the truth, right? For them to have authentic faith. And we must not dumb down the word. Oh, I can't stand it when I hear preachers and it's just like all watered down and dumbed down. I'm like, ah! Oh. No. You're making light of your great salvation, which the Bible said, we just read it, don't make light of salvation, of your great salvation. We don't dumb down the word. Hello. A lot of people can't handle it today. People come here, they can't take it. <laughs> They're like, you're too strong. You need to be like those other preachers on TV. They just give that positive little word of encouragement, and I'm happy. No, I need to preach the word. And whatever the word says is what I need to say. And I got all kinds of people that hate me for saying what the word says. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay with me because I'm on the right team. Woo! I'm on team Jesus and I'm going all the way with Jesus. But we have a real problem today of making light of the words of Jesus. People say, well, Jesus didn't really mean that. No, he meant exactly what he said. He meant exactly what he said. He didn't misspeak. Jesus did not say the wrong thing. No, they dumb it down. No, we can't dumb down the words of Jesus to make ourselves happy. Well, I don't like that he said it that harshly, so I have to change it a little bit. I have to rearrange it a little bit. I have to twist it a little bit because I'm just not happy right now. Too bad. Adjust to the word. We adjust to the word. The word does not adjust to us. Jesus is not changing. He is the word of God. He is not changing. We change. And somehow Christianity has flipped it. And now God is supposed to change to meet what we want. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that God said that. Too bad. That's what he said. Change. <laughs> we must not trivialize. That big word is one of my big words right there. You know me and my big words. I hardly use any big words. <laughs> we must, triv must not trivialize the words of Jesus or we will not have authentic faith. We go into the gospels and start saying, well, you know, I know he said that, but that's not really what he meant. Uh. Come on. Real, authentic faith centers everything on Jesus. Amen. We, 
We must not worship a false Jesus. That's where we're going today. I I changed this title like three times. And my final title this morning as I was studying again is Worship the Real Jesus. We must not serve a false Jesus. No, we must truly, truly, truly know Jesus. His word must be abiding, living on the inside of us. Come on now. I see many worship a false Jesus today. They don't even know what he said. Or if they they do know, they water it down. They don't take Jesus at his word. What does that mean? They make light of it. The heavy word of Jesus comes, boom, right? It co- oh, it's heavy. A lot of the words of Jesus are heavy. And it comes so heavy that many Christians go, I don't like that heavy stuff. We just need to make a light of that. Hello? They don't take Jesus right at his word. But many don't understand the basics of faith. They worship Jesus because their parents worship Jesus. They worship Jesus because their friend worship Jesus. Hello? They worship Jesus. This is a big one right here. They worship Jesus because it makes them feel better. Well, that's not why we serve the Lord. That's not, you know, the word worship and serve are the same. Translated exactly the same throughout the, uh, I looked it up specifically, we talked about it in the last series. In, in, uh, it says, you shall worship the Lord your God and, 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 he, and he will take sickness and disease away from the midst of you. He shall bless your food and your water and take sickness away from the midst of you. That word worship there means serve. You can look it up. You could translate it either way. You shall worship the Lord your God. You shall serve the Lord your God. No, we are to serve Jesus. We are to serve him no matter what. We don't base it on a feeling. Uh Uh-oh, we got to sing it, Don. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Trying to forget my feelings of love. Sad song, right? We don't base it on feelings. We base it on the real Jesus. We base our worship on his word. We base our our, our worship on the reality of who Jesus is. And it doesn't matter if we feel better. It matters that we worship him. That's why sometimes you got to sacrifice your worship, right? You don't feel like worshiping and you worship him. Because it's not about your feeling. That right there is a great example, right? Uh, of, of Christians, you, 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 you got to do what God said to do. He said, worship. It's all over scripture, right? We worship God. And we worship Jesus. You know, when the man came to worship Jesus and he bowed down and worshiped Jesus, Jesus, this is one great example that Jesus is God. A lot of, you know, there's cults that believe Jesus wasn't even God. The man bowed down to worship Jesus. He didn't stop him from worshiping, did he? Jesus didn't stop the man from worshiping. Paul stopped the man from worshiping. Peter stopped the man from worshiping when they bowed down to them after they got healed or something. 
they came and bowed down at the feet of Peter. He said, stand up. You don't worship me. You worship him. Jesus received the worship. Come on now. We are supposed to worship Jesus. It has nothing to do with our feelings. Hello? Come on now. I, 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 I believe this is going to be a shorter message today. I just wanted to introduce this. But I'm saying today, we, we, we got to rest everything on the true Jesus. We must worship the real Jesus. Amen. Our faith must not rest on a false Jesus. Amen. Come on. Our faith must rest on a, not, a, not on a Jesus we heard about, right? Well, I heard about Jesus. I heard. No, no. We got to know Jesus. If we are going to have authentic faith, we have to know Jesus. The real Jesus. Come on. We are not going to have authentic faith with a falsified Jesus. No, no. We must have a real relationship. A real, bona fide relationship. Authentified. Authentified? Is that a word? Authenticated? <laughs> Sometimes he's working about it like, is that a real word? I don't know. Come on. It's got to be authenticated. We have a real relationship. Boom! With Jesus. Amen. I'm saying today, the word of God should not be watered down. Come on. Without the word of God, think about this, think about it. Without the word of God, we have nothing. We got nothing. You think you got something without the word? You got nothing without the word. Who is the word? Jesus. Jesus, the word made flesh, dwelt among us, right? We know that. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We're going to celebrate Christmas in a few, uh, a couple weeks, whatever it is. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Come on. Jesus is the word of God. When you make light of this, guess what? You're making light of him. How shall we escape judgment if we neglect, we make light of our salvation. Hello? You know, Jesus said this, and this is one of those verses. People, boy, Christians do not like this verse. Oh, they do not like this verse at all. I mean, throw that one out. We don't like that one. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Oop. We don't like that. Throw that one out. Throw that one out. We don't. He who endures until the end. He who endures. You, you're going to have to endure if you're going to serve the real Jesus. Like I told you, I could tell you stories for hours of things that I was like, Ooh, I might just wrap it up right now. But I endured and I'm going to keep enduring in Jesus name. And I'm going to serve him all the way to the end. Come on. I'm serving Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I am not bound down to any man. I am bound down to Jesus. 
I will bow down to his word. I will bow down to him only. And that's where you need to be also, amen? amen. You will only bow down to what he said. You only bow down to his word. You only bow down to Jesus. You only bow down to your great God. We just sang about this morning. Our great God. Hallelujah. Come on. We have nothing without the Bible. We have nothing. I've heard preachers recently make light of the Bible. Oh, I, I, I can tell you names, but I won't. Internationally known preachers that are, are respected and loved by millions of Christians put down the word of God. I'm like, did you just say what I think you said? There's people I will never listen to again because they make light of the word of God. Who? No, 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 saints. We don't change Jesus to fit a mold that we like better. I don't like Jesus the way he is, so I got to adjust him. If you're adjusting Jesus, you, are, you do not have authentic faith. And you better make a course correction quick. Hello? Look at this verse. Acts 17, 28. I was thinking about this whole message and this one hit me and I'm like, whoa. Acts 17, 28. This is Paul speaking. He's witnessing to the men at Athens where he saw the statue to the unknown God. Remember that? He saw the statue to the unknown God and he was witnessing to them based on their unknown God. And he said, I want to tell you about the God you don't know. He used it as a launching pad to be a witness for the Lord. Because they were worshiping someone they did not know. So they just said the unknown. And he told them. And this is one verse out of that preaching time. For in him, he's telling about the real God. He's telling about the real Lord. He's telling about the real, real, real Jesus. And he says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. He's talking to the, these uh, philosophers, right? Who read these poets. Of course, Paul was very knowledgeable in many things, right? And he knew, he knew a lot about what they were teaching, what they were believing. And he launches off of that and he lets them know about the true Jesus. He's letting them know about the real Lord in him. We live and move and have our being. There is nothing without him. Amen. There is nothing without him. Nothing. Come on. There is no life at all without our great God. There is no life. None. No, nothing involved. God created, God created the earth. God created you and me. God created man and woman. And God created it all and it was good. And there's no life. There's no breath in our lungs as we sang this morning. There is no breath. People across this globe are getting breath right now from God. And they give no thanks to him at all. Think about that. No thanks to a God who gives them their next breath. Millions of people give no thanks to the God that allows them to breathe one more breath. 
Who? Without Jesus holding us together, we fall apart. Literally. Hello? Without Jesus, the real Jesus, we would just... And we turn back into dust, right? Without Jesus, who is the word of God, we have nothing. Colossians 1.17, we'll probably look at that again throughout the series, but everything is held together by his power. Colossians 1.17, everything is held together by his power. Amen. You're only sitting here, you're only held together this morning because of his power. You're not turning into dust today because of his power. Think of that. Woo! Come on. Without Jesus, we have nothing forever. Without Jesus, who is the word of God, we are completely lost forever. We have only hell to look to, forward to forever without Jesus. So, what am I saying? The word of God should not be taken lightly. Jesus should not be taken lightly. The word of God. Jesus is the word. We should not take it lightly. We should be studying the word of God. We should be seeking the truth. And most of all, we should be obeying the word of God. Amen. How shall we escape if we refuse him who speaks from heaven? How shall we escape? I told you it can be heavy. I'm saying, saints, we got to get serious. We've got to get serious about Jesus. Hello? Can you honestly say you are serious about Jesus? Right? How, how, well, we're going to cover that in the series, but you, you got to answer that question. Am I really, truly serious about Jesus? I'll tell you what, if we are not, we, we don't have authentic faith. I said we don't have authentic faith. If we are not serious about Jesus, we do not have authentic faith. Hello? The true Jesus is to be worshipped. The true Jesus is to be adored. The true Jesus is to be praised. The true Jesus is to be worshipped with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The true Jesus is worthy of all worship. The true Jesus is worthy of all our passion. The true Jesus is worthy of all our zeal. Hello? That's worshiping the true Jesus. And that is not a lukewarm saint, as Jesus said in the book of Revelation. No, no. That's why he said, you got to be hot. You got to be on fire for me. You got to be madly in love with me because you're not coming into my kingdom if you're not. Amen. Come on now. We're going to be married to him. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Hello? That means we come into covenant with him forever. Not a marriage on earth where we're together for 50, 60 years, 70 years, whatever, if you have a long marriage. That's a long marriage there, right? <laughs> no. Forever married to Jesus. In covenant with him forever. He's only going to marry those who are madly in love with him. And that's why he said he's got to spit out those who aren't. See what I'm saying today, saints? Authentic faith must worship the real 
Jesus. The fakers won't make it. How shall we escape? How shall we escape? Only those who have authentic faith are going to escape what is to come. Who? We know from the book of Revelation, who? There's some heavy stuff coming. I don't believe we're far off from that. But I'll tell you what, we can escape that if we have authentic faith, if we are worshiping the real Jesus, not a falsified Jesus, not something we think is right. Come on. Not something we, we heard about on TV, not something we, we read in some Christian book. I say Christian because many Christian books should be thrown in the garbage can. Well, I read that in the book. I read that in that book. Oh. I've heard people quote, quote books to me and it's so far off the Bible, I just want to puke. Christian books. Let me, let me quote, I, this is what so-and-so said. Uh, that's not right. Hello? No, what, what's happening? They're basing their faith on a false Jesus. You better know him. You better have authentic faith. Jesus is not accepting people into his kingdom without authentic faith. We must truly, truly know Jesus. The word of God. And we don't bow down to any other. Come on. His words mean everything to us. We'd rather have his word than dessert. We'd rather have his word than our necessary food. That's in the Bible, right? I desire your word more than my necessary food. Come on, saints. We've got to get more serious about Jesus. If you need to make a correction today, then you make the correction. If you need to make a little adjustment today, right? We're going to talk about several things over the uh, whatever weeks. If, if, if there's something that we're talking about today and you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit off right there. I'm a little, I just need to make that little adjustment. That's all, that's all you need to do. Amen? Yeah. You, you look at the word and, and so the Lord spoke to you today and said, no, you, you need to adjust that to me and stop doing what you want and do what I want you to do. This path goes right there. <laughs> this path, you're off. Come on now. Do exactly. Make that correction. Make that gauge change a little bit. Adjust those playing controls a little bit. And get in line with the Lord Jesus Christ. Get in line with his word. Get in line with Jesus. Obey Jesus. Walk with Jesus. We've, we've made Jesus. The, the church today largely has made Jesus just to be a good friend. God is just my friend. Read Hebrews. 
We just read a couple of verses today. Read all of Hebrews and you'll be like, oh God, oh God, oh God, get on my face, get on my face. Hello? We have made God so light. We have made God so fluffy in the church nowadays. I'm not talking about just church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. The God is light and fluffy. No, he is heavy. That's what glory actually means. When the glory of God shows up, the heaviness of God shows up. Heavy. I've been in services where the glory of God showed up. And, and people did not move. And people went down on the ground. Why? Because it was heavy. Well, largely the church has a light Jesus now. And he's light and fluffy and he just floats around on clouds. And he's so nice. He's just so nice. He would never, ever say anything that would hurt my feelings. No, that's why he went into the temple and flipped the tables over and got the whip out. Again, Christians don't like to talk about that either. Because their Jesus is just nice and fluffy. No. I tell you what, when Jesus returns, he's going to have fire in his eyes. And then a lot of Christians are going to go, oops, I thought he was light and fluffy. But now I see he's the Lord of all. And he's the judge of all. And he is king and he is Lord forever. And I was worshiping a different Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. It's not a down message at all. Because if you are worshiping the real Jesus, it's like, yes, I'm worshiping Jesus. If you need to make a course correction, then today is a day to make that correction. And line it up and get it right. And get it right, right? We're supposed to renew. We talked about it last series for weeks. Renewing our minds. Today we're renewing our minds to realize Jesus is not light and fluffy. He is heavy. He is king. He is Lord. And he is to be worshipped. And without him, nothing exists. And without him, everything falls apart. Because he upholds all things by his power. All things. Can you imagine all things? That's some power. He's holding the earth together, but he's holding Jupiter and he's holding Mars and he's holding Venus and he's holding the whole universe together and he's holding you and me together. You talk about power. <sighs> Hallelujah. That's the true Jesus. And that's not the wimpy Jesus that has been taught. You know, we got the baby and that we usually put a nativity up here during Christmas time. We'll probably have it up next couple weeks. And so many people like the baby Jesus, but they don't like Jesus, King Jesus. Everybody loves babies. Because the baby is cute. But then if Jesus is staring you in the eyes with flames of fire and he's saying, change your ways. That's a lot different Jesus. And you don't think he does that? Well, read the book of Revelation. Repent. Repent, repent, 
repent, repent, all over. Jesus said, repent. Change your ways. Hallelujah. Whoo, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you, Father, that you love us enough to tell us the truth, that you love us enough to discipline us, as, as Hebrews also says, you discipline your children because you love us. So, Father, we receive your discipline. We receive any correction this morning that we need to receive. And we correct anything we need to correct to worship the real Jesus. We know you are creator of all things. We know you are all powerful. We know you are all knowing. You are the great God and we do not make light of who you are. We do not make light of who Jesus is. No, we serve you as God. We serve you as creator. We serve you as our Lord and our King. We are not going to be light and fluffy believers. We are going to be heavy, on fire believers for you. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I always like to end with a call for salvation. We first begin this whole, you begin your whole submission to God through calling Jesus Lord. I did at the age of 19. I became a new creation in Christ. I knew when I stood up off of my knees, I had been changed on the inside. I knew I was changed. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know all the words. I didn't know new creation. I didn't know righteousness of God in Christ. I didn't know what had happened to me, but I knew I had been changed. Why? Because my heart called out on Jesus and made him Lord. And I knew at that point in time, I was giving him everything. I've seen a lot of people bow down to Jesus and give, give God about 20% or about 30% or about 40% or about 50%. No, no. It, when you bow down to Jesus, you give him everything. The people that give 40, 50% are not authentic and they'll fall away. And Jesus said that, right? The parable of the sower. No, if you want to come to Jesus today, if you want to really be saved, if you want to come into the kingdom of God, you've got to call on Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Woo, that, 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 word, that word has at least 30 points to go with it. <laughs> Youth group, we've been talking about salvation. It has at least 30 points. Probably a lot more than that. That's the thing about the Word of God, as I always say, you can dig and keep digging and keep digging and you're going to find more gold. You're going to find more gold. There's more gold to find, always, in God's Word. Because you're never going to exhaust the depths of God. You're never going to exhaust the depths of Jesus, the Word of God. It's never going to happen. Never. All eternity, we're going to be digging and growing and, and learning from God. Woo! Hallelujah. But I ask you today, is Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus actually your Lord? 
Are you worshiping the real Jesus? Or have you played church? Have you played around with Christianity? Is Christianity just something you, your mom and dad did? Is something your uncle did? Is something your aunt did? Is Christianity just something that we do as Americans? Or is really, are you truly worshiping Jesus? Come on now. Many people in America call themselves Christians and have no interest in this at all. Mm. Then they're making light of Jesus. So I ask you today, have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? You've got to say it with your mouth. It's got to come out of your heart. When I confessed Jesus as Lord, man, it came out of my heart. I believed. I truly, really believed that Jesus was real, that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I said it with my mouth. Paul said, we believe and therefore we speak. That's how we come into the faith. Uh, if, no, if, if you find a Christian that will not say Jesus is Lord, you have not found a Christian. You have found a faker. Hello? So if that's you today and you say, I have faith in my heart, I want in the kingdom, I want to give my all to Jesus, I want to bow down before him, I want to worship the real Jesus, pray this prayer after me this morning. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. And I know the only way in is through Jesus. Jesus' road is the only road that goes to your house. So I say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my master. Forever, I am yours. Completely yours, Jesus. Forever. Teach me, Heavenly Father, your ways. Show me your ways. Guide and lead me into your perfect will. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If that was you this morning and you made that confession from your heart this morning, you confess Jesus as Lord, you want to grow up in Christ, you want to be fruitful for Jesus. I always tell people to do seven things. If you want to get serious, if you actually want to be serious, or you want to, if, unless you want to play games, that's your choice. But you want to be bold about Jesus. Number one, you got to be bold about your faith. Do not consider yourself authentic in Christianity if you won't even tell someone Jesus is Lord. Come on. You got to go and tell some people. I began telling people immediately after I was saved. Ooh, I got persecution immediately, but I told them. And I'm still doing it today. I tell many people about Jesus all the time. Don't, you got to be bold. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Secondly, devour the word of God. Come on, we just talked about a lot today. You got to devour this. You got to know the word. It's got to be living on the inside of you for you to worship the real, the real Jesus. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. Do not be in a lukewarm church in these last days. For Jesus said he will spit out the lukewarm church, uh, as he said in Revelation 3. Be a part of the body. The body needs you and you need the body. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is essential if you want the victorious life that Jesus has provided for you. And don't let the devil steal that from you. 
Fifthly, start serving in the body for the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of... I heard like three alls over here. The greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of... All. Come on. You're called into service when you're in the kingdom. Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day. Don't forget about God. Talk to Him. Worship Him. Praise Him. Thank Him. Talk to Him again. Ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him for strength. Ask Him again and again. Talk to Him again and again. Praise Him again and again. Thank Him again. Why? Because you're developing your relationship. Remember, you've got to have a real relationship with God. You're developing your relationship with Him. And finally... Never, ever, ever, ever forget. If you are in true Christianity, you belong to him. And you are not your own. You either belong to the devil or you belong to Jesus. If you're a Christian, you belong to Jesus. So when Jesus says it, we say, yes, sir. Because he is Lord. And he is king. Amen. And never forget, everything the Lord is trying to get you to is a blessing. He's not trying to get any hurt on you. He's trying to get you to a blessing. He, he wants to get you somewhere where the blessing is. When, when God told me to go to Iowa, I said, oh no, Iowa, what? It felt like a hurt. I don't want to go to the cornfields. I don't want to live in the cornfields. I don't want to live in the soybeans. <laughs> I mean, we were surrounded by corn and soybeans. You could drive for hours and see corn and soybeans. It was amazing. But why, why do we do what he said to do? Because he's got something on the other side. If we'll just obey, if we'll just listen, if we'll just do what he said to do, he'll, he'll lead us to the right place at the right time and he, he's going to get us to a, a blessing. Woo! That's why I'm here today. And I'm blessed. Woo! I am blessed. Why? Because I listened to him and I obeyed the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for salvation in Jesus Christ. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, our God. We thank you that we are born again. We thank you we are new creations. We thank you for eternal life in Christ. Oh, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We honor you in this place today. As we go from here, Father, your word says the angels of God are encamped round about us. They bear us up in their hands as we dash our foot against the stone. No evil shall befall us. No plague shall come nigh our dwelling. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. With long life, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. Nothing shall by any means hurt us according to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers because of Jesus who lives in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We stand upon your word, Father, as we leave here today. We thank you for your promises. And we thank you, Father, for your blessings overtaking us. Because you are a good God. We thank you. You're so good to us. And we turn back now, as we said we would, and we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise goes to our great God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen.
Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.